This is the Fantasy Survivor Podcast. Welcome. This week, I want to explain phrases because I realize that if you don't listen to the podcast every week and you just jumped in, you'd be like, what are these phrases that they're talking about? A la Survivor's new three-way immunity idol, we decided to try out a new thing on the podcast where we all have a unique... It's in between a very mundane phrase and a very weird phrase, somewhere in the middle there, something you could sneak into conversation that we have to say throughout the podcast to unlock our heidel. The um, the phrases are chosen by one of us, so that person won't have a phrase, but the other three will. We rotate each week. We've made a little game of it. The game is trying to say your phrase without everyone else picking up that you said your phrase. Jared picked the phrases this week. How did you go about picking your phrases, Jared? Well... Um, in our most recent podcast, we, we had some issues with um, trying to do cover-up phrases because all of our phrases have either been maybe slightly um, unfair in, in one respect or another just based on the way people might say things or just so out of, like, out of reality that there's no way you, you wouldn't be able to pick up on them. So I tried to make these ones a little more... Um, colloquial um and a little bit more low-key i think the difficult part and the part that i wanted to try out was they're not ones that are going to come up very easily i'm debating whether i even say mine it's so weird interesting i think yours is is not that bad okay i i tried to make them I, i i will want reviews on on how even we think they are on the reveal but um i tried to make them as as pretty um out there as, as I could. You get two guesses at the end of the podcast as to what everyone's phrases were. I was wondering if we could uh, perhaps change that one so we say it in the moment. I thought that was maybe better. I agree with John. But I like you don't it. want to wait to the I end. like saying it in the moment because I like that everyone kind of laughs along. I think okay. it's more fun. This was episode 11, Battle Royale, which I initially thought... Yeah. Are we done with word of the episode? Yeah. Do I just win that? Yeah. What do I win? I'll have it to you by the end of the year. The end of the bowl. year? By the end of the, the season. The end of like what year? The fiscal year? The end of the season. School year's over, so I'm going to have plenty of time to make sure that you get the proper prize. School's out, baby. Whatever. All right. I, I had to remember that you don't have phrases, Jared, because school's out, baby. It was really, I was about to call you <laughs> I realized that. The episode title was Battle Royale, which I thought was just going to be like a vague Jeff drop. It didn't end up being that. Uh, first thing we see is Mike coming back after the high vote, drunk with power. It's essentially like when you let like a little kid think he's winning in ping pong. Like, you let him get a couple points. He gets really, like, too big for his britches, so you have to, like, knock him down. It It's kind of interesting, because you've talked a lot about how people give, like, those one-word word associations on their exit inter- interviews, and a lot of people have said that Mike's, like, emotionally driven, I totally see that now. His, like, when we were first talking about, like, pre-merge up through maybe the first couple episodes of Merge, Mike was getting almost a hero's edit, like like he was potential winners or something like that. And now I feel like it's it's always, you have my word. I gave him a fist bump. Uh, they're, talking, they're talking like I'm not playing my own game. I'm playing my own game. And that's Mike now. So actually the words you're looking for was the Jill is right segment. Because that was actually me. <laughs> and David had to admit that. I admitted it a week late. So it would be great if everyone in this group could just say, like. That Jill's inseparable? Yeah, I agree. 
that Jill just repeats what we say later. But Dre thinks he's the winning vote. Dre thinks if he gets the end, he's the winner. She Jill? was definitely trying to kill him on that one. Yeah, yeah. it was kiss of death. 100%. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that. Shan did it to Ricard last year. Mm. I have thoughts about that. Um, also, disappointed that the episode name wasn't Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo. It should Also, been. that was a point system we considered having when we saw that there was a, a member of the cast named Romeo. That was a, it was a We bet. were going to have a five point bonus for if they said Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo, and you could bet for not. Or, and I, I so wish that we. I think I that. said something like they'll guarantee say something about Romeo and Juliet. It was some sort of reference to yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. That, that would have been said. I wish we would have done I that. I wish then. we would have done that too. Well, who's betting against that? It was well. It was. Um, I don't know. Maybe the bet against. Like well, maybe the bet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the bet against it is like forty points. No, against it. If they never said it. Oh. So if they say the Romeo Romeo thing and you bet for it, so you're only establishing get five it over points. and under. Um, I got yeah, because okay. like there's no way that that is worth the same amount. Like any kind of public TV being like, ooh, a chance to throw in that I read a bunch of Shakespeare for my English degree that I now use to make In Hoboken, films. New yep. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Romeo thinks he's playing a super chill game. <laughs> Besides that one episode, I agree with him. Romeo's edit this episode that was, was unbelievable. Just the epitome of a, quote, rat. Okay, wait. Marianne losing toenails? We gotta get to that first. What's up with that? She said it so nonchalantly. Basically, every three months, she loses a toenail. Her pinky toenail. Is that normal? Two, three times a year. I used to lose them a lot when I was running. It depends. Like, seven days a week. Like, that was so normal. Some people also have, like, slightly more brittle toenails. I well, think. isn't that a deficiency well, thing? Vitamin it is, yeah. Hmm. Um, but Lindsay immediately went into mom mode. And said, "Like, hey, you need to, you need to check that out." I'll tell you what mode she went in. She went in. She's a trained dietitian mode. Yeah. So I'm sure that she was like, "You have a deficiency." Yeah. But maybe mom. Second time we've seen that this season, though, with uh, Jackson. With Jackson, episode one. She is a very considerate person. I love Lindsay. So glad she's on my team. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, Drea, Jonathan, Mike, Lindsay, Omar form an alliance that lasted maybe three minutes. Less than that. On the beach. Less than that. <laughs> this season's been basically alliances that last two minutes. To it be was... honest, like, I know that we're saying, like, haha, Romeo saying he's playing a chill game, but Romeo said exactly what was going to happen. He was like, yeah. let's just let them vote each other out. But you're not going to win that way. Well, you might get to the end. But you and, like, he and Marianne could very well make a huge move. Good. Marianne has an idol, and she definitely tells him that she has an idol in this next episode. So the two of them have an idol. They have an opportunity to screw over someone in that alliance and then run it and be like, from the bottom, we made this move. It's just hard for me to picture like you have Jonathan, Mike, Omar in the game and you're worried about Marianne or Romeo. Well, my thing is I'm not worried about Marianne or Romeo. And that's why I'm saying like that could be like legitimately. Do you think they play an idol for someone else? No, I think if they could vote out Omar and find someone to flip, that's a huge move. They need two people to flip. Oh, and Marianne has an extra vote. You're right. So they would need one person to flip. I yeah. think it's, even in that scenario, I think it's really hard. At the end of every season, I feel like you see it. It's really hard to convince the jury of something that they didn't see happen was a big move, mm-hmm. I feel like. Well, I don't know. After watching so many people on the jury get screwed by Omar, you could be like, here's the way that you were screwed by Omar. 
here's the way that you were screwed by Omar. Here's the way you were screwed by Omar. I didn't get screwed by Omar. That's why I'm a better survivor than you. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. I think he alone is a resume. Or even say, like, I never once tried to stab you guys in the back. I was very upfront with you. Like, you could play that that side of the coin as well. That would have worked, I think, in, like, Survivor Season 0 through 20. And now people are like, don't want to see that. Yeah. They don't want to see the, I'm a friend, and they want to see more of the, I've outplayed. Everyone came to play, and if you didn't come to play, then you wasted a spot on Survivor, I think, for the most part, mm-hmm. people think. Somewhere around, like, 28 people started carrying my resume. Like, it just became... I know exactly which player actually did yeah. it. Some players said the word resume, and it just became... The hourglass thing is strange. I hate the hourglass. I hate Because it. that's so unprecedented. That's such a season 41 and no other season thing. Like, there's never been a chance to, like, influence who has immunity thing that you could prop as a move. So, like, maybe in 10 seasons we'll be able to talk game theory about hourglass jury mm-hmm. propping. I don't know. The person who did the... Uh, smash this year is on the jury, so... Yeah. Interesting. We now can get to Romeo eating rice. I think the amount of times they cut to him basically doing the exact same thing, but a different shot of him eating rice like he's Gollum. How is there that many? I, I got... I counted nine shots. I could I could be wrong, but there were way too many. Well, the thing is, is they probably all probably ate that much rice Mm -hmm. but when the survivor editors decide we're going to show this it's clearly that's kind of why i don't think Mm -hmm. Romeo has much of a chance i don't think he has a lot of respect in the game i don't think he has a lot of respect from the editors so i think that comes back i made this point a couple episodes ago i think i'd be hyper aware of the camera like if the camera for the whole day was watching me sit there alone slowly (laughs) nibble on it i probably (laughs) wouldn't be nibbling on it like that i'd wait till someone else was nibbling you know? mm. I feel like that's like an easy. <laughs> you just look up and walk eyes with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he did do it. He did do it. He did do it once. Scenes alone, sitting there like a goblin, heel squatting. <laughs> I I kind of love that he was like, "I'll eat all their rice. I don't care. I don't yeah. care about any." Yeah. I just feel like I can really picture John like angry, and his rice is sitting in the bowl, and he's like. Panicking, looking around, waiting for someone else to eat it. And he's like, oh my god. He asks the cameraman, why are you looking at me? And the cameraman is like slowly zooming in on it. And he's like, stop looking at me. People be like, that rice sure does smell good, doesn't it? Do you want to go eat it? Do you want some of my rice? John, that's your portion. No, but do you want some of it? Wouldn't it be crazy if we went and ate rice right now? What if we ate it together behind the water basin alone? John eats rice in between whittling fake idols. (laughs) I'd do it. If he has enough time to sit there that many times in that day... To nibble on that, he could have made a fake, a fake idol. I can't with this, like, nibble. Why, is Why does Romeo need a fake idol? No one's voting Romeo. It's better than a, a little bit of rice at a time. So you would rather Romeo. I can't eat a fake idol. <laughs> Can someone translate? Chill what? He'd rather be making an idol than be nibbling rice. That's what she said. <laughs> what is that plan? What is his plan now? No. His plan now is to let them vote each other out. Let him lose it. He loses. He, he has not lost. He's still in the game. He has a final three plan. He's like, get me to final three. I'll explain to the jury. 
I think is fair. Yeah, and if you get him to the final three with like Marianne, which so far is his closest idol after Tori or idol uh, alliance uh-huh. after Tori went home? Question mark. Um, if it's him, Marianne, and like Jonathan. I think I legitimately vote for Romeo. I think that everyone in the game right now during this episode said openly to the camera that he was stealing their food and they didn't like it anymore. He is not getting a vote. He wasn't stealing their food. No one said he was stealing. But they were saying. I think they're saying he's eating more than his portion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one said that explicitly. I I was waiting for that because I was going to be like, that's an absolute shitbag move and he shouldn't be doing that. But no one said that he ate more than his portion. Mm -hmm. He was just eating a proportion. Like, they were all eating the same amount, but Jonathan weighs 300 pounds and he weighs 50. You didn't have to weigh 300 pounds, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Talk to your mother. It's your mom's fault at this point. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really hard. I'm being really Jonathan. sorry for your yeah. godlike genes, Jonathan. Jonathan. No one knows how hard it is to be the provider, and no it's one really thanks It's really hard me. to be a white man. No I, one thanks me ever. Jonathan's home life is like, do you think all his family's that? Okay, your mom made a point about this on the podcast we did with her that, like, I don't know that it sounds great the way they were raised with, like, oh, well, you and your brother are going to run up this mountain, and whoever. Loses mm. runs up it again. Sounds like a military. Household. That sounds a little unhealthy. You know, you should you should race up a mountain with your brother, but you can't demonize someone when they lose. Yeah. Not demonize, but like punish. I guess his dad was a racist politician, which doesn't look great. Uh, that feels right. The the only valid like potentially valid thing I think they said about Romeo was that he doesn't do much like around camp to help. Mm. And to be honest, I. Like, I'm inclined to to believe it, but they don't show enough of them doing the other tasks for that for us to quite verify it. Like, Jonathan says he's still doing everything, but yet we see Drea and Lindsay, like, saying, we should go try to catch this thing. We should go try well, to catch this thing. But then they made him go fish, and well, then the last episode we saw him fishing, and also the episode before that. So I kind of believe. That I think Jonathan's a provider. 100%. I do. I do agree with that. But I think that they're not showing enough edits of other people doing it. And before I say what I'm about to say next, I will acknowledge that I've never been on a desert island like hungry, like so hungry that like I could get hang. I get hangry all the time, and I'm not running on that few of calories. But Jonathan does, with two women who are trying to like learn something, does talk down to them and is oh, very condescending time. to them. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll admit that he's probably just hungry. Um, but I do think it's like established pattern like the last few weeks is like the way he talks to women is like radically different than the way he talks to men. Especially the way he talks to Omar and Mike. Completely different. Yeah, and frankly, say. I think both of those women are much more capable than both Omar and Mike. Yeah. 100%. Just by, yeah. I, I'll even say it like, I don't know that Omar is much more capable than Romeo. You know? Yeah. Romeo's got a little little something, I think. A little ratness. Yeah. He's got a little tail. A little, little bead of sugar. Well, you know? I just, like, I can't, I can't see, like... I can't see Romeo losing to Omar. In a, in a fight to the death. Do you think... Oh, no. Do you think a rat... Two rats scrambling for a piece of pizza. <laughs> you mean, it's a rat versus an emu. Like, let's be honest. No, but like, emus do you think, are absolutely guilty. Do you think? Do you think that? Uh, that in like a? Are you saying like in a physical challenge? Or are you saying in like final tribal? Like no, 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 oh, no, no Like no, Romeo no, no, could. No, 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 no. Omar and Romeo in a fight to the death. Oh, okay. 
I think I think Romeo wins because I don't think Omar takes a hit. Interesting. This would be a fun game. Just like who do you think wins in a back alley? <laughs> in a, in back a battle. Alley in a battle royale, if you will. I feel like I'm gonna say it. Roll credits. I think your phrase was somewhere in that sentence. It was not. It was not. That's one of John's guesses. Down one point here. Not funny. <laughs> not funny. Um. So Jonathan Drea beef again. I Drea saying her thing about like you could help Jonathan maybe isn't the best way to handle that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did want to say something like the kind of going back to the point, and I hate to repeat myself, but like the idea of we haven't seen them doing this thing, and they probably wouldn't be asking as many questions about the net if they had used it before. Yeah. So, but they're trying to learn. I I agree that if you're trying to teach someone and you want to not be like the sole provider and you want some other people to pick up the slack because you are burning so many calories, be helpful. Yeah. But in the sense of maybe we haven't seen him because they haven't been doing anything until they suddenly. Jonathan's fundamental problem is he wants to be the provider and he wants acknowledgement for being the provider, but he doesn't want too much acknowledgement for being the provider because he doesn't want to target on his back. So he's asking, basically asking for the impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I did like that they like kind of called him on being rude and he he immediately realized that him snapping put him on the chopping block he knew he had to win immunity after that he went into that immunity challenge knowing they were all pissed off after that so it's basically what he said so, i can't do all year yeah. or all, all season yeah he's very self-aware in that sense which yes. i'm impressed with we saw earlier in the season when he was frustrated with mary ann and he didn't snap he did his best to just like walk away from the situation did not do that here yeah Ooh, just so I hate like confrontation like that just really like raises. Before we go too much further, was was this around the time that uh, Drea confronted people about going to the water to talk, or was that after the challenge? Uh, I have a note about that. I think it was after. Oh no, Drea yelling for her water was before. It was before. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Drea yelling for her water. So actually, wait, I did want to talk about this, so I'm glad you said that. Uh, And this goes back to my earlier point about. You can't let people go off and talk without you for too long, but you can't not let people go off. And I'm wondering if that's how she's been handling it. It's just like, I need my water, which is hilarious. I think like, easy solution. Yeah. You have to hide in the bushes and in the trees and talk with a New Spice York accent. Easier Spice solution. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say a little shed for yourself made out of, you know, rainforest brush where you go and sit by yourself. What a good season. And listen to things. <laughs> and when people ask if you're a cop, vehemently deny it. Yeah. Even though it's clear. For the dumb people um, who also are a part of this podcast, what are you guys referencing? We're not referencing anything. That's there's just a, this game strategy. There's a season where... A character named Tony on the show. Hilarious. Um, he, <laughs> he's a mad man. He's literally insane. Not too much spoilers. He is a winner. Um, he was a cop. He went in saying he was a firefighter because he didn't want people to put a target on his back. Mm-hmm. But he's absolutely insane. In one season, he hides in a tree. In another season... To like eavesdrop on people in Remember another Brad season. From season forty one. That but successful and ongoing. And crazier. And also this one woman who was also a cop comes up to him and goes, Are you lying about being a firefighter? Are you a cop? And he's like, What? What? Sick. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. And she immediately is like, she goes to the camera. She's like, obviously he's a cop. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> he literally like was like, No, I'm not lying. Like, I'll shake on it, like on my grandma, like I'm not a cop. And then she's like, okay, okay, and shakes on it. She goes, that guy's a cop. <laughs> it was hilarious. Tony's one of the most frenetic players you'll ever see. He got brought to the end by a character, a, a beloved character named Wu. 
should never have taken. He probably no, would have won a million dollars yeah, if he doesn't yeah. take Tony. It's like this, one of the biggest mistakes in Survivor history. Yeah. It was either Tony or this woman who coined herself Chaos Cast, who just like made the game impossible to play the entire time, and everyone hated her. And she betrayed every single person on the jury, and they mm -hmm. all hated her. And she, when she walked on the beach, basically, it was a final three immunity. This guy Wu wins immunity, and he has to choose between Chaos Cast or Tony. And Chaos Cast, they both basically just say, like, we're going to go on a walk down the beach, present our case, and then you get to choose. Chaos Cast is like, everyone hates me. Just take me to the end. No one likes me. And he was like... I do not want a million dollars, actually. Yeah. So why did, why did the jury end up going with Tony as opposed because to... Because Tony played Tony such a great game. He did. Convinced Wu to keep him. Yeah. That's ridiculous. He goes to Winners at War, and he plays a really good game in Winners at War, too. So he's he's up there. Like, he's on Survivor, not Rushmore. Nice. Probably. Um, now do or die? Yeah, come on in we so we can say it a second time was the note I had. Every time. Why? It's just like 30 or 45 wasted seconds every time. And it's equally frustrating, because as you pointed out, Jill... We're seeing the exact same things that happened in season 41 happen again. Literally verbatim. Yep. It's very frustrating. Do they do this in previous seasons? Because you... Do they do back-to-back -back seasons in other... So, are a lot of those same um, quirks recycled? Games recycled in the same way that it has been in this season and the last season? No, actually, I think I've talked about in season 35, they implement fire-making. Um, they tell 36, even though 36 shot right after them, they tell 36 up front, you will be fire making in final four. So no, they don't, so they don't take the, cause they don't know cause they haven't seen it. They don't take that chance to surprise them again. So yeah, you're right. They've never really recycled like this before. The only equivalent is Russell Hance played in season 19. And the moment he was done playing with season 19, he walked or they took him to the next beach to play in Heroes versus Villains. And no one had, A, he had never left the island, and B, no one knew his game because they hadn't seen his season. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, people, like, it's, no, he would never have got as far as he did in Heroes versus Villains if people had seen his 19. Like, he's just, an, it was he, also interesting. No one would have worked with him. Yeah, like, if you watch those, if you watch Heroes versus Villains, having seen his previous season, he plays the exact same game and makes the same exact mistakes. And they work. I won't spoil And it, they get him to the end. They get him to the end, but once again, it's like the, it's the same exact like story for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he was such, I'm guessing he was just such a crazy villain that they're like, we, we got oh, they knew. We gotta bring him back. And he, he said, and it's funny, like you watch Russell's videos now and like sometimes he says crazy things. There's a lot of time he makes some sense. And he says, he's like, I didn't know I didn't get the chance to get my... I lost season 19 to maybe one of the least deserving winners of all time. Mm -hmm. And then I immediately played season 20. And I didn't know I'd lost... I thought I'd won season 19. I played oh. such a dominating game. So he's like, I didn't have time to adjust my game. Because I didn't know. know. I didn't know I lost. Oh, Why would I thought crazy. to... Yeah, isn't that nuts? Wow. Um, he also probably... Like, like he never saw his, uh, his edit either. That's but it put, it put the other he players in Heroes vs. Villains at a huge disadvantage because they've all seen each other's seasons mm -hmm. um, and they hadn't seen Russell's season, which you, you'll never convince me that didn't sway something. Mm -hmm. That's a huge Heroes versus Villains thing. Uh, the what, challenge. 
Lindsay drops the episode title Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Everyone sits out but her and Jonathan, which I expected. Yeah, I, I yeah, figured that was going to happen. Because yeah. no one but them are in any of these challenges. It's always those two. So why would you risk mm-hmm. going against those people? Well, I think there is something to be said. Like, let's say one of them, I don't think this it shook out like this, but if someone is convinced that they're going home and they're, you know, like if somehow everyone was on the same front about Romeo going home or something like that, it almost makes sense for Romeo to go. Because then at least he has a third chance of immunity. Yeah. You know, if you're that convinced, maybe it's a good call. But it's got to be so that wasn't That wasn't though. it for this episode, obviously. But Like in, in any situation where it's one in three, like one in three is better than one in six, and you have to have no sort of advantage. Mm-hmm. You have to have no sort of alliance. Yeah. Like that's probably the only chance you're taking where it's like, I'm probably not going to win the full immunity, but I could win this partial immunity potentially. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Lindsay said. It's a million dollar gamble. Yeah, I also think that this challenge specifically, which was small ledge with your heels on it and then a, a thing behind your head to hold, is like one of the future. They brought it back before. I think it was forty one. They had it. Uh, Nasir like collapsed during it, but um, I think that's a great challenge because I don't really I don't know that they were like because of their fitness, they were at a better place. I think Drea could have. I think that that is more about going through pain than anything else. So I almost think that Drea being a like, track and field athlete might have killed mm-hmm. that. But Well, she yes. hasn't done well on the endurance challenges previously, though. Yeah, that's fair. She hasn't um, done well Tori on the challenges. Tori was the one total. that was killing those previously. Yeah. So. Yeah. I miss having Tori in the game. Yeah, she was fine. She's just uh, entertaining in challenges, to be she's honest. She's just honestly the worst, and anything out of her mouth was so outlandish. Would you put Tori on a villains? I put Tories on like a bimbos versus bimbops or something. <laughs> bimbos versus robots, Drea versus Tori. Yeah, like like I'm not to say she's a bimbo, but she's okay. I'll Rats versus I'll lions. She's kind of a bimbo. <laughs> that was just like kind of she everything was, she yeah. did was just like not thought through, kind of dumb, condescending, and like very much based in like a life full of pretty privilege. Can I have a canceled sound bite and then it does the law and order to try? <laughs> Am I getting canceled for that? I have Lindsay played high school football. And when we got this flashback, I thought like I already thought like there's no way do or die yeah. gets a hit two year two seasons in a row. And then we got a flashback of Lindsay being the only girl on our high school football team. I was like I was pretty down and out. That was a Actually, big edit point. Okay, then they switched to this montage of people scrambling to figure out what the heck happens now that Jonathan wins immunity and Lindsay has to do do or die. And it's everyone being like, who are we going to get, like, vote out if Lindsay doesn't go home? And then they flip to them by themselves and they're like, I really hope Lindsay goes home. Like, for me, I hope Lindsay goes home. And literally every player is like, it would be so great for me if Lindsay went home. And rather than make the gameplay of trying to send Lindsay home before that, like, do or die, they are, like, hoping do or die sends her. And I'm like, why wouldn't you want that on your resume? Why wouldn't you want I spearheaded the Lindsay vote out? Like, it seems like everyone's... Yeah, like in previous votes or something? In previous votes or in future votes, like, everyone's like, the best thing for me would be for Lindsay to go home because they don't want to do the work to get Lindsay out. And I think this is another example where these, like, random advantages make gameplay really lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating. It's like, Lindsay would become, like, something that you can't even put on your resume because of it. I think that's fair. You're saying you're mad at people for not recognizing Lindsay was a threat sooner? Just 
Yeah. Or being like, I don't really want Lindsay to go home. I'd like to vote her out. Not, I'd like her to go home because that would be easier for Oh, me so you see no honor in wanting someone to go home from do or die either way. It's not even honor. It's just that you didn't make that happen. That doesn't belong on your resume. No one gets That's it. That's a random yeah. chance thing of, like, this annoying new survivor thing. That's not good gameplay. Yeah. You live another week. That's another not, day. Yeah, yeah, that's not you looking ahead and seeing all these strong survivors and making strategic decisions. That's you being like, thank God, a really easy vote out of a super strong player, and I'm awesome for not getting do or die and getting out. Like, what? I'm awesome for playing a gray rock. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. I was I was so sure that Lindsay was going to go home on it, though, that I wrote down she's going to be a guarantee of returning. Because, like, if you get... If a beloved character, if someone everyone loves gets sent home on this bullshit twist, of course she's going to return eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Romeo eating more rice. <laughs> and then uh, I wrote down Mike thinks he has an idol because he was very confident in his idol. And then Drea does the kiss of death, tells Omar about her knowledge is power. That was probably by far the stupidest thing Dre has done this entire game. What do you think was going through her head? Why did she? I I honestly think pressure and I I think Omar has some sort of influence on just getting people to talk. He's um high said it in his interview um that he does he puts pressure on people right before tribal. Um and I think I it was cra- it was kind of a crazy thing because Drea they kind of did the aside where Drea says I start seeing people they're acting kind of funny and we've been talking about this the entire season of how people have not been subtle about what their decisions might be and Drea has been doing a very good job of picking up on maybe potential advantages um, and how people are playing how people are thinking because she was on the chopping block in um, the episode Tori went out and she kind of saw maybe a little bit into that. But this episode, she was very, very hyper aware of the fact that people weren't acting the same way around her that they usually do. And so I think, I think she was right on it. And she thought she got maybe a little bit too, um, too up on her high horse and said, I have this advantage. There's no way to thwart this. Omar doesn't have... They might, she might still be thinking Omar's on the bottom. Like, that's crazy. The only thing I can think is you think you're trying to get... You're trying to whip votes for Mike, and no one's going to vote for Mike if they think that he can just negate all those votes. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, don't worry about it. I got it. I'll handle it. It's still stupid to make it... A, like, not to tell anyone for so many days and then to reveal it right before you're going to use she, it. She had the element of surprise and just threw it away. Marianne, at least with this idol that she has, has not told a single soul. And there's a reason. Like, if Marion had told anyone, that spreads like wildfire. You tell anyone in the game of Survivor, it's going to spread. You have no idea who they're aligning themselves with, and you have no way of assuring who they're aligning, aligning themselves with. The only reason she went after Mike is because Marion hasn't told a single soul. That's the only security that she has. And Dre just absolutely boofed that chance jill correct me if i'm wrong it seemed to me that omar was perfectly content to vote out mike and vote out the and let drea take the idol until Lindsay said or 
we could do this other plan where we take out both the idle and the knowledge's power all in the same move. Like, I thought I thought it was I mean I was honestly hoping that that was the plan that was gonna go through. Um, really? I mean mostly just because like a Dre is one of my players that I drafted and she had a lot of advantages and you know keeping her in the game potentially has the opportunity to give me more points. That's that's why I was hoping it. but also just in terms of gameplay, that to me seems like the better play. It is. Um, like, being able to, as if I were Omar, and I said, here's the plan, and Lindsay says, here's a better plan. Take out two potential advantages, get rid of the person that had the immunity, you have the immunity. Drea doesn't get the item on her resume either. Now Drea doesn't immunity. get the knowledge's power because you played her. That's on your resume now. You and Lindsay, potentially. You could both sell that. I don't understand... If you make this play to say, give me the idol, Dre is hunting for it. If Mike doesn't go home, you have to give it back without him turning every single person against you. He's we're, getting, going, we're getting so close to the end that you don't really, you can kind of. I was just going to say that there's one more episode where you can play an idol. Even so, that's Mike's ticket to final five. It's not because you as Omar can play that idol and be like... But all I'm saying is if if Mike didn't get... If Mike doesn't... like didn't, Mike didn't get voted out, right? He gave his idol for Omar for quote-unquote safekeeping, right? You get back from Tribal. Me as Mike would be say, give me back my idol. Yeah. I'm and, sure. and I'm sure he's going to. He's going and to. that to me yep. seems like the worst play if you wanted to take out an idol, take out knowledge's power, and take out a player. Okay. Let me raise you something. If if she does, she have an idol. She had an idol in her pocket, right? No, no, she no, had the amulet. She had the amulet in her pocket. Okay, so here's my thought: Marianne has an idol. Omar now has an unofficial idol, basically. At the moment, has an idol. Um, I mean, Lindsay has an idol, so that leaves Omar or Jonathan. Who or not Omar or Jonathan? Mike or Jonathan? Who are you taking out? One thousand percent, Mike. Also, as a side note. We are not sure that he has the idol. Mike very well, very well could have just left it. He in said, bag no, he, he said, said he gave it to, he, it to Omar. Oh. Yeah. He said I handed it to Omar. Omar pulled it out. Yeah, they flashed it. Take so that. Omar has it. So this is a great opportunity for Omar to be like, well, I'm keeping this and using it for myself, and good luck getting yourself to Honestly, if, the, if I were in Mike's scenario and I handed my, off an idol to a potential ally, right, and, you know, Knowledge's power goes down. He has my idol. I say, give it back. And he says, no, fuck the rules. I'm going to beat him to a pulp and get my idol back. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> like, in the, in the same way you can't. Before, the, before, the, before knowledge's power, you're not allowed to. You can't go through someone's thing and take their idols. That's against the rules. You also can't physically assault another player. Like, I, I don't it know. It is allowed. People have gone through bags to see if you have an idol. Yes. yes. They can't take it. You're not supposed to take personal items. Mm -hmm. People break it sometimes, but it's in the rules that you're not supposed to take items. At one point, players. Sandra burns Russell's hat. On the last the day, she's like, I'm just going to burn his hat to fuck with him. And, and he like runs around camp like, I just can't find my hat. He went through two Survivor seasons with this hat. Would have been a huge piece of merch for one day to sell or something. Yeah, he, he burned. she burned it. Yeah. Hilarious. So I, don't, I'm so I think it would be smartest for Omar to burn Mike. 
Because otherwise, like, what's the advantage of giving Mike the idol back after Drea Nothing. burns you? Nothing. Like, if Drea hadn't burned him there, there might have been some level of, like, see, I'm a loyal guy. But it... I think, uh, like, the only possible way that he would give the idol back is he knows Mike's going home the next vote, and that might give him an immunity or some sort of alliance on the jury. Because otherwise, you have Mike's idol, you vote Mike out, you have one enemy on the um, on the jury, you potentially have other allies that are on the jury, what's one vote? So who knows? We'll see you next week. We go to Tribal Council. I did write down, maybe somebody will disagree with me, I wish we would take the Jeff explanation to the audience time, and I wish we would take that time back to introducing the jury. The jury's already sitting when they walk in, which is really, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, mm-hmm. so not normal. I can't remember if they did that last season, but, like, it just, I kind of miss, like, that reveal of, like, the person that got voted out last time. In non-survivor clothing it's, and stuff like that. It's so unfortunate, you too. You cleaned up? Because High's a smoke show. Yeah. You buried the lead. He, he just is. looks so handsome with his little wire-framed glasses and his, like, glowing skin. He just looks so handsome. Was the mark gone on his face, by the way? Yeah. Yes, it was. What was that mark? Um, or is he wearing makeup? I I heard that they ended up putting makeup over it um, on Twitter. What was it? I think it was a burn. Did he burn himself out there? Really? I think that's what happened. He had some sort of... Um, I think they said... I... I I could be misquoting this, but I thought I read somewhere that he had like um, either bruised himself or burnt himself with the pan or something like that, like in 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 some sort of event happening around camp, and okay. they just glossed over it because there was it was like one day he didn't have it, next day he had it. That might have been important to show Survivor because mm-hmm. um... it it was a pretty it's a prominent mark on his face. So Jill, mm-hmm. did you take notes during this section? Um, yes, I have high looking handsome. Then in the tribal, Mike just like spoke like Lindsay was already gone. I thought that was kind of weird. Like I know that like the sentiment was sweet. Like he literally was like, Lindsay, no matter whatever she does in life, like she's going to be so fine. And I was like, dude, like she's still here. She's still playing a much better game than you. Like let it play out before you make grand sweeping comments, you know? It was a little weird to me. So I had Mike eulogizes Lindsay. Oh, perfect. Omar didn't go to gym class, and then Drea's <laughs> I observe monologue. Almost getting horror movie-like, because there was so little emotion in anything she said. That's so crazy. She said, I, how many times did she say I observe three times? Many, yeah. many times. In the same cadence. With no blinking. Un- Unbreaking dead stare with Jeff. Jeff didn't even know what to do. Jeff was, <laughs> I think Jeff was frightened. It's also a great way to just like, great. Now no one in the game likes you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now yeah. everyone in the game is like, oh great, so she's been the villain this whole time. Oh, Omar gets final question. That's a point for me. It was a pretty forgettable question because I can't remember it. We play do or die. They do the same thing as last year where you pick your one out of the three and then they show one of the ones you didn't choose and then you have the option to choose the one that you didn't choose, which 
money hall problem, correct, says mm-hmm. you should always pick the other one because your odds go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the second year in a row, the person sticks with it. Rox is saying, stay, Hi. stay. No, Hi. Rox said oh, stay. Right. H- Rox said stay. High said switch because High's a data scientist. Yeah. Which, Rox just going completely against the data was completely <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you have to say? About sounds about right. Jill sounds really mad about it. I am mad about it. Like, everything statistically is just so annoying. Like, the shot in the dark needs to straight up burn. Like, I want them next season to be like, I want them to have like a ceremony where they literally burn all the stupid things they've done this year and just keep. I'll be honest, I think the knowledge is power is a great thing. I do too. I think that it has created some of the best tribals we've seen. I think that it was great last season, it's been great this season, and I think it's only going to evolve further, mm-hmm. because now people know to keep it hush-hush, I think. So I think they should keep, of all of the things that they did, the only thing they should keep is the knowledge is power. I'm going to make a case for no knowledge is power, because they've already done idle nullifiers before, and I think that might be a better game mechanic. Because someone can play an idol and you can nullify that idol which is better than me giving this idol to someone else so i don't technically have it on my person so it can't be stolen from me for some reason that makes more sense to me i think the only thing with the knowledge is power is let's say that there isn't an idol in the game right now you can still use that mechanic yeah because it's an advantage i think the um, but there's so many idols why would you worry about it there's so many idols well, I think, yeah, you should drop back down to a two-idle thing. It should be a steal and idle. And I do like the idea of a handoff because you have to trust who you hand it off to. You have to have someone that you I guess I just saw two, two seasons in a row where it didn't work, so I'm a little frustrated by it. I don't know. I, but I think people know now to keep it hush-hush. I think it's interesting because the whole phrase is knowledge is power. As soon as you give up that knowledge, you no longer have the power. The warning is in the title. Yeah. It's not listed here 100%. You've literally given up your power. Because someone else knows more than you. Lindsay lives. It. I don't know how. I don't know how. Five. Shot in the darks miss and two, one out of three chances. The odds are better, but it's still like so crazy that that happened twice in two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um. Drea, finally plays knowledge is power. They do the exact same thing as last season where we don't. I don't. Did we know? When, yeah. La- so I was going to say, Xander went through this whole theatrical thing about having this fake idol that was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. We know that now that that was completely unnecessary. If they think you have the idol, why do you have to like do this whole act of having a fake idol? Do you disagree with that? I think I like the theatrics. I, okay. I like having to pretend, having to convince someone else. I think that's why I like the advantage better than a nullifier. Okay. Because there is a way out of it. Because I think... The thing that I don't like about this season is all the chance idols. Like, I don't like that a lot of it is just chance that you happen upon it, and it's this, like, all-powerful thing. Because the immunity idols, if you don't time them right, you could go home with one. And so I like this knowledge's power. If you don't time it right, if you're not doing it to the right person, it's basically like you don't have anything. Very, very true. It is. It was good at the edit to do the Lindsay flashback in the idea of making drawing out the suspense for do or die. And then when she hit it and didn't go home, huge, huge relief. At least I, I enjoy Lindsay as a, oh, yeah. as a player, as yeah. someone oh, yeah. to watch. I think she's the easiest person to root for this season. As someone, as, like even if she's not on my team, like I, I, I really think she deserves to win. I hope she wins, yeah. Uh, so essentially, 
we were always we were worried about all these advantages in the game, including Drea having all these advantages, and the amulet goes her a- amulet goes away. She loses. She uses yeah. her extra bow, and she loses knowledge as power all at the same time, and then goes home. Huge, complete breakdown. The wheels really came off. Unbelievably huge. Thank God, there aren't so many freaking advantages yeah. in the game anymore. How many? Do, how many do we have left? Advantages? Yeah. Marianne has an idol. Marianne has an extra vote. And Lindsay now has, has an, an amulet that is an idol. And Omar has a potential. Yeah, and Omar has an idol. Yes. So, four. With two votes left to use them. I know. Uh, you can use them at six and five. Yes. And maybe we'll see a shot in the dark. This is interesting because what if we saw Lindsay play her idol, Omar play his idol, um... Marion play her idol and someone hit a shot in the dark and so we just have like a, a default yeah yeah um, oopsie poopsie if you will it's really interesting next week i think the six next week is the i think you can't use uh shot in the dark after six right i think they said that at the beginning of the year um so there's one more vote two more vote for idols one more vote for shot in the dark yeah it'd be like a weird situation if like only one person can go home again or something it'd be awful actually yeah. they they in the cut where they were talking about Marianne losing her toenails, it was like everyone else was like leaning in and like, Marianne, are you okay? And then there's just Jonathan in the background sitting on a log with his head just buried in his t-shirt. Yeah. Total cat move. Absolutely. Total cat. <laughs> and then Marianne outing everyone. Or Drea. Uh, Drea, sorry, yes. What are these weird looks, David? I don't know, maybe Fraser just has out or something. I don't know. You're going to argue that he isn't a hairless cat kind of guy. Is that what you're arguing right now? This is a bunch of phrase bullshit. I'm smelling a bunch of phrase bullshit going on right now. I don't know how I would have worked that in. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> My phrase was, don't you think Jonathan is a hairless cat type of guy? Wait, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, would I, how would I ever? But Drea calling everyone out. Yes, we got to get to that, actually. Um, so it is kind of a really sweet moment because they like all, like, I've never really seen that. Yeah. Jeff didn't even know what to do. Jeff was like out of his depth. There wasn't bad blood between her and Mike, surprisingly. They joked at each other. They, I mean, they were hugging like crazy. There was bad blood, but it was like, they're joking. It was a fair and like gamely. We'll get to what she did. Mike's saying like, I'm still going to come visit you in Canada. It's kind of lovely. Yeah, I think. Um, so yeah, she... Tells Mike you're winning if you get to the end you're winning this game, which shanded her card last season and tanked his game. Yeah. Um she tells Marianne keep being yourself or don't ever stop being yourself or something like that. Yeah. She tells oh she tells every she says Omar was the only one who knew that information, so everyone think about that or something. She was yeah. very smart about the yeah. way she phrased it. Um she what'd she say about Lin- she said, Lindsay, I'm voting for you, girl. Which doesn't make sense with her. I don't remember her saying something for Lindsay. She did say something. She She said, and you know why, or something like that. I don't even need to tell you why, or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. And she went to Marianne and said, keep doing you. Something about Romeo. What did she say about Romeo? She said, Romeo, you've always been on the chopping block. (laughs) Yes. And for Jonathan, she says, Jonathan, you never had my number, but you always had mine. Oh, no. Yeah, she said, I never was targeting you, but you were always coming after me. Yes. So she basically just does a full sweep of everyone, just a little... But more emotive than we've ever seen her this entire season. 
I met, I, it was such a turnaround, such a 360. Something came off the hinges. Not 360. 360 would be a complete, put right back to research. A 180. Yeah. I'll edit that out so I don't, don't sound like Jeff, I think Jeff's like horror movie was definitely like verified there. Oh, yeah. Like, was like, hey, we had this person that was definitely keeping like, keeping it sealed up. And as soon as, you know, like the wheels came loose, she kind of just lost it. I don't know if she lost, like, she was very, very excited in terms of, like, you guys did this incredible gameplay, I'm glad to be a part of it, and then wanted to do this huge, like, I don't know, theatrical moment during the snuffing of the torch. He's pretty epic, and, like, even Jeff didn't know what to say afterwards. Yeah. Uh, We are down to final six, so these are the final six. Jonathan, Mike, Lindsay... Omar, Romeo, Marianne. I can't. Out of those six people, not who you want to win the game, who do you see winning the game right now? I think it's Lindsay. Like, if if she doesn't have people ban against her, the only two people that I could possibly think of that might do it are Jonathan and Mike. Romeo has no idea what's going on. Marianne hasn't really shown any sort of forethought into who she's voting for. She's kind of been going with the group. Unless you can break up that, that Omar Lindsay like bond. And I just don't, I don't see, I can't think of anyone seeing Lindsay, like, even though she's like been, uh, they've constantly said that she's some sort of challenge contender in every single one. I still don't see them like seeing her as quite that big of a threat yet. Maybe after this episode, maybe. You know what I just remember from the promo? So they all, like, everyone's saying, like, names. Lindsay says, I want Jonathan out. He's my mortal enemy. Mike says he wants Omar out, which probably means Omar is deaf. Like, we can, based on that, know that he's not, did not give the idol back. Mm -hmm. If Mike wants him gone, that's 100% why. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. So you think Lindsay, I think that's maybe my, I, I want it to be Lindsay. I think Omar just got outed. I think this really sneaky game he just, he was playing just got outed. Mm-hmm. To me, it's between Lindsay or Marianne. At I the think moment. it's Marianne. You think Marianne? Yeah, I think she has the most idle or like advantages, and she's looking to play them, and she is waiting till the right time to play them. I think, and I think she's going to play them on the next episode mm-hmm. to kind of swing things her way. We know she's going to get this moment where she says, "I'm not a goat to be herded," and someone said to her, "She was crying when she said that," which is like actually a little bit heartbreaking. I feel like I would cry if someone called me a goat. I, I would be really upset if someone said that. So, like, I kind of want her to, like, make a big lion move and, like, fuck somebody up. I just watched season 31 and someone gets called a goat, basically, in their face. And they take it like a champ. I was like, that's heartbreak. Yeah. You just spent 38 days living on an island and someone was like, you got dragged here by everyone else because everybody thought they could beat you. It's, like, so heartbreaking. So, I, I, I know that I've, like, given Marianne a hard time about being too much. Now is not the time to worry about being too much. Mm-hmm. I hope she she does some girl boss stuff, and I'm rooting for her. I think she's taking the win. I think I think it's going to be her, Romeo, and Jonathan, and I think Marianne's going to take the win. Wow, big moves, John. I I think Lindsay or Mike actually. I I, I really don't see Marianne winning. I know that. So explain the Mike picks. We've already talked about Lindsay. Yeah, yeah Lindsay's a, the my top choice, I think, but I think. That after that, maybe people now see Mike as a target, but I think it's pretty clear to see there that that was just Drea targeting Mike for, you know, mm-hmm. as a personal attack because of what he did that.
So phrases really quick. I already guessed John's, which was, what was it? Something about a hairless cat? <clears throat> Jonathan is definitely a hairless cat person. That's my phrase. There's no way to work that in. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't say mine. I didn't. I, I thought. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say I, it. I get an automatic point then. I, I, I didn't say it, and I tried kind of, but mine was sometimes Romeo's like a little blast of concentrated sugar, <laughs> which I would never say because concentrated sugar is. Jared, what is that? Yeah. Con- so like, apparently, if it, if I made the phrases way too hard. Sometimes oh, right. Romeo is like a little blast of sugar. If that was mine, I could have made it work, but the concentrated thing, I was like, I'd never say that. So mine, I also agree mine was too long and too weird. Jeff might be out of his depth on this one, period. The depth of his dimples, which I got the first part of it out, and John interrupted me. No! John cut me off, and it was like, there's no way to bring up the depth of his dimples again. I can't do it without drawing attention to myself. Fuck you. I got close. I did start saying that, but yeah. then it just got quiet, and everyone was looking at me, and I was like, it was, fuck me. It was well, I, th- I thought that's what I called you on. Isn't well, it? I said something about, I said something I vaguely related, you said, you but I said something. It, it was like, it was like, he just like walks around and nibbles on little clumps of sugar, and I was like, Alright. You guys were all, like, so close, and if, honestly, if everyone had, like, kind of worked it, I would have been like, okay, all the phrases have been said, but in the different form. I totally, like... If it had just, if the word concentrated hadn't been in that, I would have been able to do I was, it. I was, I was I saw the word concentrated, and I was like, I will never, like, when was the last time I said that word? I literally don't think I've said that word in so long. It's like, funny, <laughs> Jill's is about sugar, but she seems awfully salty. Yeah, I don't know if you got to do phrases again. I might have one. to do phrases again. Oh, can I make Jared do do or die? <laughs> <laughs> Using my World Series baseball cards that my mom got me for Christmas, there are two Joker cards and one Ace of Diamonds. You're all aces if you pick the ace. This is to determine whether or not you're meant to stay on the podcast <laughs> after those terrible phrases. Oh I don't God. get. I don't understand how my phrases were that terrible. I don't think they were that bad. I think Let me go I, back and I review some of the other... Terrible. I said if the word concentrated hadn't been it, I could have said it. Right, but but you didn't. You chose not to say that one, as opposed to Wii U, Wii U. That had I be... could work Wii U, Wii U in. I just want to point out, I think it's a good game strategy if you don't think you can work a phrase and not to say it. Okay. My phrase that David gave me before was, when does sexy become too sexy? That's so easy. My next week are going to be reasonable. I want you all to prepare to have your listening ears on for next week. Jared, play do or die right now. I'm not playing do or die. You're playing do or die. You're playing do or die. I'm not playing do or die. Pick one of these. Because the justification of me playing do or die was that my phrases were bad, and my phrases were not bad. It was the efforts. I was just joking. Everyone else. I was just joking. Everyone else. Pick your card. You're picking this one? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see the ones you didn't. Okay, first off, Jared, you Jared. did not play do or die correctly. You what just you flipped over the ace of spades without I didn't letting me swap. To. I didn't mean to. You didn't know which cards were no, which. No, I did a random one. Okay, free shuffle and try again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it twice. I feel like you gotta give him the win. I feel like... Everybody's about giving the, wins the today. The dealer just lost. You just lost, David. <laughs> you, David. Which one's which, David? <laughs> you get a check first. <laughs> Joker. I'm gonna stay. You wanna stay? I'm gonna stay. 
Big mistake. Fuck. Leave. Statistics! <laughs> okay, let's do points to wrap this up. I got three points for Jonathan uh, for the immunity challenge. Which puts you at 29 points on yeah, the season. Pretty abysmal, but I'll take it. I think Joe, for the second week in a row, did not get any points. Correct. That is correct. She is still stuck at 27 points. I have overtaken her for third place. How the great have fallen. I scored one point on title drop, so I'm at 38. I scored one point for final question, so I'm at 34. 34. And John gets last word because he had the most points this week. John called me today. I don't need this. Okay, so... John's at work. I get a call from him and he like seems like a little frantic. And I was like, what's up? He was like, chill. I don't know how many times I've done it. I think genuinely like 50. I can't remember my phone password. And I was like, what? He was like, I can't remember my phone password. Like the muscle memory is just completely gone. I can't get into my phone. Like I don't know what my phone password is. And I was like, calling you. I'm an emergency contact. Okay. And I was like, John, this is your phone password. And he was like, wait, what? You know my phone password? And I was like, yes. And he was like, beep, and like hung up and then calls me back and was like, oh my God, thank God. I got back on my phone. I had to wait six minutes for it to let me in the last time because I had done it so many times wrong. I was up to my 48th attempt. It was up to 120 seconds between attempts. I was at the point where I was jotting down every possible combination that it could be from what I remembered my muscle memory being. It's hard being a white man. <laughs> no one understands how hard it is. I like, genuinely thought you were pranking me. No. Like, I thought that was a joke. John, do you want that story to be your final word? No, I'll take it. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Goodbye. <laughs>